welcome back to Write Damn It with me, Zoe Richards, your host. This is the podcast for writers of all kinds who maybe get stuck with your writing. This podcast will help you get unstuck and help re-motivate you so that you get the writing done. Episode 63, and this one is editing questions that I find helpful. Now, I've made these questions up, so I don't know, maybe I've picked some of it up from books that I've read or people I've spoken to. But as a coach, I'm always giving myself lists of questions that I find helpful and I list them down in writing on purpose because of the fact that by having a list of questions, I've got something I can go back to. It gives me a system I can replicate. And one of the best things we can do for ourselves as a writer, is finding what works for us and replicating it, doing it again and again and again. So this is kind of like a a low-level edit. So it's not something that I would say an editor necessarily does. It would be interesting to hear back from an editor to know if this is the kind of thing that they do. So I'm not trying to persuade you here that I've got editing experience. What I'm saying to you is that as a writer, It helps us to ask ourselves some questions that will help us as we're editing. So this is something to think about at a level that is about the chapter, the scene, the paragraph, the sentence, maybe even at times the word. Now, the reason this idea came to me, by the way, to do this particular episode of the podcast is because I've been emailing with somebody. I've said I won't use that person's name. Um, I haven't I haven't been asked not to, but I just feel as though it's it's better to do it anonymously. But through that email exchange we were having, I was listing the questions that I ask. So I thought you might find them helpful too. So the first question that I ask myself, and let's think of this of this in terms of a scene or a chapter. What part of the story am I dealing with in this scene or in this chapter? So effectively, you're asking yourself the question as to why is it that this scene or this chapter is necessary to the story? Is it absolutely necessary? One of the things I know that I do, particularly with my first draft, but it's something that I used to do mm, probably with the whole of every bit of my novel. I just wrote a chapter or a scene because that's what popped into my head. I didn't necessarily have a purpose for it. So by asking this question, we can start to understand what's our purpose? Why are we putting this scene or this chapter into the novel? It needs to have a reason for being there. That then leads into the next question. Does the chapter or the scene move the story on? Is it actually relevant to the story? Now, this can be applied at a really granular level as well in terms of your sentences and your paragraphs. So, you know, use this question at all levels. You might even find it works with word as well. You know, is there a word here that you need? So at the moment, I could say it's a dull, miserable day outside. Well, do I need to say it's dull? Maybe it's sufficient to simply say it's a miserable day outside because we never say it's a miserable day outside when it's a bright blue sky and the sun is cracking the flags. So maybe the word dull isn't necessary. It's not relevant to the story. So 
Asking yourself, does the chapter or scene move the story on, helps you to grasp whether or not it's an irrelevant part to the story. I remember with The Seamstress, which is the historical novel that I wrote and put away into a drawer, I wrote one chapter which was all about George the fifth, I think it would have been, maybe George the fourth, no, George the fifth, coming to Liverpool to open the Mersey Tunnel, the first of the Mersey Tunnels. Uh, so that's called Queensway in Liverpool. And we also then have Kingsway, which was opened by the Queen, Queen Elizabeth. So we get it the wrong way around, don't we? But anyway, I put a scene in that's all about that event in Liverpool. Yeah, it's quite an interesting chapter doesn't move the story on. It is not the slightest bit relevant. It was simply that I felt I needed to write something that positioned the story in time. And you know, there were better ways for me to position it in time. So that's the second question. So, so far we've had, what part of the story am I dealing with in this scene or chapter? Is it necessary to the story? The next one is, leading on from that, does the chapter or scene move the story on? So then our third question, what's the story arc of the chapter or scene? We always talk about the story arc of the whole novel, but actually each scene and each chapter needs to have some form of the story arc. That doesn't mean it's got to have the whole process of the story arc in it, but it's definitely got to have a good chunk of a story arc to it mainly because you want to capture people's attention now having moved on from the previous chapter to reading this chapter. You want to catch them and you want them to say, yep, I'm happy with this chapter and how it started. I'm carrying on reading. And then when they get to the end of the chapter, because you want them to carry on and move on to the next chapter. Something that I do remember I, I read in a book, which I think was um, Take Off Your Pants by Libby Hawker, I think it might be. And that's a, a book all about how we move from being a pantser to being a plotter. And she talks of there being a symbol crash at the end of the chapter or the end of a scene. Now, a symbol crash doesn't have to be quite a loud thing. It can be quiet. So you don't have to have something where, say, for example, it's a physical crash of a train. Ah, something horrific's happened. You don't need a cliffhanger, a real cliffhanger at the end of every scene or every chapter. But you do need something that makes the reader go, oh, what's going on here? So, for example, it could be she looked back from the, the door and saw him standing there oh, well, what's going on there? Why is he standing there? Are they not talking to each other? What's going on? So that's a symbol crash that's quite low key, but it makes you want to know. It makes you ask questions. You want to know what's going to happen. You want to read on. Okay, then the next one, and this is something I have to use so much in my writing. Is there a punchier way of saying what I've just written. I am a classic one for writing a long-winded way of saying something. That could be a sentence, a paragraph, a scene, or the whole blasted chapter. I think I've said to you before about how I wrote a whole chapter of over 2,000 words that in Garden of Her Heart became simply 20 words of a different chapter. So that was me answering that question, that yes, there was a punchier way of me saying the same thing. So how can you play around with those words? And if you don't know, the best way I found was to start with a simple paragraph and look for, going back to those first questions, what is important? Is this telling something of the story in this paragraph, in this scene, in this chapter? 
Is this something that is moving the story on? And if not, well, I can take those bits out. I can delete the words, the sentences, and maybe the whole paragraph completely. So that helps us to get much punchier in the way we're saying things. Now, you're going to sit there and say to yourself, yeah, but I don't want to have to delete 10,000 words of my novel. Well, do you know, if it's going to make the whole novel punchier, you are going to need to delete the 10,000. I've recently deleted, I think it was around 12,000 words in my novel. I am just at just over 30,000 words now. I I was well over the 30,000 words before. I am now just over the 30,000 words, having deleted all of those words. And you know what? I'm still deleting words as I'm going along. So you do find that by getting punchier, yep, you have to bin stuff. But on Garden of Her Heart, my first draft was, I think, 71,000 words. I then ended up on, I think it was about 89, maybe 90,000. No, it was 89, 89,000 words at the very end, even though I probably deleted a good 40,000 words of the novel. So that helps us to get punchier, but then it helps us to look for, well, what's now missing from the story that I can add in? Right, the next one is, does this word, sentence, paragraph add to the story? So we've done it for the scene and chapter. Now let's have a look at How's this word, sentence or paragraph adding to the story? Is it moving it on? And that leads us into the next question, which is, is this word or sentence necessary? That's kind of the same as the previous one. But also it's just getting you to think as you're writing, asking yourself all the time, do I need to use this word? Now, it could be that it's, yeah, I need to use a word here, but maybe not this one. Or it could absolutely be, I've used 10 words there and I probably only need to use four words. So keep on asking yourself that question. A good example, again, is one where you're asking yourself, is it really necessary for me to describe a particular thing? So we get into the habit of describing, we we describe the characters, obviously. We'll describe a place, but sometimes we don't necessarily need to describe, for example, what the door was like as the character's going into the cafe. It's sufficient for us to know the character is going into the cafe. So, you know, sometimes you can be punchier and be tighter with your writing by asking yourself, is this word or this sentence necessary? I have a beautiful line that I really do love in The Seamstress that is all about the the, the shininess of the door. I can't remember exactly how I I wrote it now, but something about the black glossiness of the, the front door. And I had to have that as a comparison to the back door where the staff all went in through, where the paint was peeling, just to give that sense of the two of them being very, very different. So if you've included a word or a description in that kind of way as a comparison, keep it in there. But if you've described the glossy black door and it's irrelevant, it doesn't matter, it doesn't tell us anything about the environment that we're taking the person into, leave it out. Okay, so the last one I ask myself is about the order of the words, the sentences, the paragraphs. This is where it becomes really helpful to read your work out loud. We have a way in which we say things. So, you know, when you think about the way that you have a conversation with a friend, you might say your words in one order, but written English would be that you would write them in a different way. Let me give you an example. It was cold outside when she went to hunt for the dog. The kind of cold that nobody 
ever wants to experience, where your fingers are numb within seconds. The dog had been missing for a few hours. So there you go, there's an example. So we describe, we say that it's cold when she's going out to look for the dog. Then we describe the cold. Actually, it's enough for us to say it's cold because the important bit is looking for the dog. There's no dog missing, by the way. No dogs have been harmed in the recording of this episode. (laughs) So I hope that these questions help you. What I would suggest that you do as as a method to try them out is take just one of your chapters and read through it. First of all, read through it without a pen at all or, you know, without sitting at your computer being prepared to change things. Literally just read through it. Now, the next thing I would suggest printing this out rather than doing it on the computer. But if you do it on the computer and you know how to use track changes or you know how to insert comments, then that's a good way of doing it. But if you don't know how to track changes, you don't know how to use comments, print it out and then you can have little notes down the side. So this is about you now going through this chapter as if you are somebody else completely. You didn't write this piece. Read it as a reader. And in reading it as a reader, ask yourself the first read through just one of the questions. So you could ask yourself, for example, the question that's right there at the very beginning. What part of the story am I dealing with in this chapter? So you're asking, is this chapter necessary to the story? At the same time, you could ask yourself the question of, and does this chapter move the story on? So go through with your first read through asking those questions. Now on the next read through, ask yourself the question of what's the story arc of this chapter? Does it follow the story arc? Have you got a beginning, middle and end? Does the sense of the story go in a, you know, does it go in that arc shape? Are you building the tension? Or as Stephanie Butland says to me as when she's coaching me, have you taken the character up a tree and thrown rocks at them? And have you actually taken them high enough up the tree and thrown enough rocks at them? So this is where you're just testing. What's the story arc like? Have I actually taken the reader through that story arc? And does the chapter end on a symbol crash. Even if it's a low key symbol crash, does it end on something that makes people want to read on? On your next read through, you can now start getting into the sentences and the paragraphs and ask yourself that question of, is there a punchier way of saying this? And does this word sentence paragraph add to the story? Get into the thing of asking yourself as well about is the word or sentence necessary and then finish off by having a final read through to check whether the order of the words, sentences, paragraphs actually work. Are you linking the important bits together or have you separated out critical elements, thereby confusing the reader with things that they're either not interested in or that are not particularly relevant to the story? So that's simply my method. It is not something that I am saying is a perfect method. It's not something that I'm saying is a correct method, but it's a method that works for me. And so I thought it would be worth sharing it with you so that you can have a little play around with it yourself. My temptation this weekend is to make sure that I don't go back into doing that because I'm currently on that journey of 
I need to finish the first draft. Even if these are rubbish words, I need to finish this first draft. So I will keep myself going at least for the next two weeks without doing any read back. But I will probably get to a point where I go, do you know, I just need to check in with what I have written. But right now I need to be writing about a thousand words a day and I'm not there. I am not at a thousand words a day. And if I don't do a thousand words a day soon, I'll be on twelve hundred a day and then I'll be on fifteen hundred a day. So I've got to do a thousand words a day. It'd be really great if you check in with me on Uh, Twitter, I still can't call it its new name, on social media, let's just say that. I'm Zoe Richards UK, except on Blue Sky, where you'll find me just as Zoe Richards, because I forgot to add the UK in and can't change that now. Connect in with me, let me know what you're doing with your writing at the moment, and whatever it is, happy writing, may the words flow for you, and I'll see you on the next episode.